Welcome to Sound and Vision, conversations with contemporary artists and musicians about the creative process. Here's the host of Sound and Vision, Brian Alfred. Maria Calandra is an artist who lives and works in Williamsburg, Brooklyn. Maria was born in London and came to the United States when she was very young. She attended Ohio University where she got a BFA and then received her MFA from Cornell University. In addition to having solo shows and countless group exhibitions for the last 15 years in venues such as Sardine, Romeo, Andrew Edlin, and Essex Flowers, she also has a blog called Pencil in the Studio in which she visits an artist's studio and makes a drawing of that studio. She also includes a written description of the experience and includes photos of the studio as well. She's visited and drawn the studios of Chris Martin, Jules de Ballancourt, Catherine Bradford, Kelty Ferris, and many others. I stopped by her studio and spoke with her about her work and her experiences working in the studios of other artists. Here's our conversation. Well, I used to live, remember? Like, oh, uh, yeah. So you remember that. Two blocks yeah. over. <laughs> like yeah, the domino was, the domino game starts in a couple hours. Yep. and then <laughs> Yeah, it was yeah. more Puerto Rican yeah. influence whenever I was yeah. living over there. next to, I was right across from Atlas. Oh, yeah. In that building that they're now tearing apart. Yeah. And I had my studio in my apartment. Like you know, this. Like this. Yeah. But it was just one open room. And... Um, my studio was basically two big walls uh-huh. and I'd work there and then I had my living area and I remember the landlord came in one day like rang my buzzer and he's like hey we're just to let you know we're gonna add two or three or four more floors to the building oh crazy. And this was just when the neighborhood was starting to get a little more uh-huh. you know populated you know yeah. gentrified I guess you know how when, is the sound then were they adding it while you were in your house? Well, that's the thing. Apartment? I freaked out. I was like, you yeah. can't. I have a show coming up in yeah. a few months. Like, yeah. as if he would care. Right. Yeah. Like, let me spell it out for you, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. But I, something else must, must have kept him yeah. from doing it for a little while. Yeah. But um, I was like, you can't. I have a show coming up. Yeah. How am I going to make my work? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he seemed somewhat sympathetic, I yeah. guess. But he's like, well, you know, we, we want to add to it. And I was on, it's two, it was two floors. So I was on the top floor. And, uh. And then he just never, I never heard about it again. It didn't happen or yeah, it happened after pre- you left? Well, it just started happening now. Oh, really? So oh, yeah, I yeah. left that place in 2005, uh-huh. I think. So took that, him a good... Yeah, it took a while. A good while yeah. to, to get it. But yeah, you can, they're completely gutting it and they're going to build it up. Oh, wow. Yeah. Everything's changing really quickly. Yeah. This. But this is still a nice view. I feel like we have some trees and the buildings are like original right there yeah this is nice yeah, and it's start looking that way it's it has an old feel too because you don't have many condos in your view yeah exactly yeah yeah you've got some of the old south side charm yeah over exactly here. just right there sometimes How long? there's some carrier pigeons that fly oh really that building yeah on the top of that one there. yeah how long have you been here 
Um, I've been here for eight years. That's a good a yeah, good while. and I've been in New York for ten. So I moved in with Eric a couple years after I moved here. Uh huh. Yeah. Where did you first live when you came here? A uh, bedside mm-hmm. with my first studio mate from undergrad, Kelly McRaven. So she had already lived here, and I moved in with her and another roommate. Yeah. And uh, it was great living over there. It was a good introduction in New York, I think. Right. Um, but it was nice to move to this area, too. I mean, I think something that I appreciate the most about living here now is how close Manhattan is. You can just walk across the bridge and go yeah. to openings. Lower East Side is right there. That's right And there. I think we do, we do that a lot, especially, you know, when it's not snowing or whatever. Yeah. You're so close to the bridge. Yeah, yeah. It's like a straight shot. It's almost like living... Across the bridge. Yeah. yeah. So when you first moved into this place, did you think, okay, this is going to be my studio? Yeah, place? definitely. Because, um, you know, I've always had smaller... Stu- I had a studio once when I lived in bed I mean, Clinton Hill bed It was in Greenpoint. Mm-hmm. And it was about this size, but with no windows. So this was like ideal studio. Yeah. It's nice light. Yeah. Yeah. And... Is the scale of your work often this scale? <clears throat> yeah, it is. Which is small. Yeah. Know, I worked larger scale. for a little while after graduate school. And actually in graduate school and going into graduate school, I was doing a lot of drawing installations. So mm-hmm. drawing directly on walls. And my work was bigger. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, having the opportunity to like draw in an entire house, like on every wall when I was in graduate school. And then, yeah, I think it has to do with, the scale has to do with um, my studio space, but also I make work on site. Mm -hmm. So it sort of makes sense to be able to fit it all in my backpack. Right. And that's another thing I think, you know, like I like to work in my studio, but it is smaller and it is at home. So my studio is a lot of times everyone else's studio or a museum or somebody's home. Yeah, being out and about. Yeah, yeah. And that influence. How long has that process been part of your work? Um, I started doing that five years, almost, no, four and a half years ago, I guess. So it was sort of figuring out ways that I like to work and also being confident in the fact that drawing was what I wanted to be doing, Mm -hmm. mostly. And I could eliminate the rest, and that was okay. And... um, and that started from drawing people's studios. Right. And that really just started one day. Just hanging out? Yeah, well, I, had, I kind of like, I was, I think I, we were, uh, Eric and I were out at an opening and I was thinking a lot about blogs and people talking about other people's work. Mm-hmm. And I like, you know, you just sort of have an idea and you're tossing it around in your head. I was like, oh, wow, what if I like visited people's studios, but instead of talking to them about their work and writing about it and showing pictures of the studio, I spent the day with them and I did drawings of their space. Yeah. Um, and then the, the next morning I started. Like, it was sort of like, I'm not going to question this because I'm not sure I'll do it if I yeah. question it. And I came up with like a, I think over morning coffee, I came up with the name Pencil in the Studio. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought it was being really witty. I was like, <laughs> yeah, that works. That's it. That's it, you know? Yeah. And I started it right away. Like, I put up my first post, like, maybe two days later. Well, you were you always someone who went to a lot of people's studios or did it sort of force not force I you, think, but yeah, encourage well, I, you to I think I did but in some ways um, I wasn't quite sure how like I wanted to be in everyone's studio and I wanted to talk to everyone about their work but mm-hmm. I didn't know how to like make that a part of my 
my own practice yeah um and have it be like something that i did a lot and this is a way of you know like i'm making my work in their studio and building a project yeah um and i'm also like a i i love to learn so this is like you know every time i'm in someone's studio for the day I'm taking in all the information, like how, how their process works, how they came to be where they are in, in their art life, um, uh, you know, how, how they obtain their studio, how they're making ends meet. And so now at this point, like, I feel like, like I'm using that information for my own work or my, my own ideas of, you know, how my work operates. Mm-hmm. Um, so that part, you know, it's like this constant influx of information. It's almost like visual reporting in a way. You yeah. know what I mean? Like you're going and doing yeah. field research. Yeah, totally. investigating other people's processes, how it looks. Yeah. How that person's work, like if people know what their work looks like and what this other person's work look like. And then there's st- the differences in their studios, yeah. which I think is always fascinating. So fascinating. For the general public and artists, as you go to other people's studios, it's interesting. Just like when musicians go to each other's exactly. studios, like what equipment are you using? You know, what's, yeah. how are like, you making this How are you doing this? this? Yeah. Yeah. But use it, was that something that for you was before you were making art professionally or, you know, as yeah. an artist out of school, is that something those tendencies were always there with you? Like I think so. Up? I was always really curious at a young age, like in high school. I, I had some, my family had some friends that were visual artists, mm-hmm. painters and photographers and I would ask to go to their spaces. I was, yeah, I was totally curious. Like, how does this work? How do you have a show? Like, what does this all mean? Yeah. Um, one of, the, you, one of those artists, up? I grew up in Florida, Tampa, Florida. Uh-huh. I was born in England, but we moved pretty quickly. So I was really young when I moved to Tampa. And one of the painters I followed from a young age is Murnette Larson, who's doing really well right now. Mm-hmm. It's, really ex- it's like, it's crazy to see, you know, she was like, I think I met her when I was like three years old and oh, like really? to see her like, you know, painting in New York and having these amazing shows. Yeah. I'm like, wow, this is, this is a long, t- I heard, I went to her studio when I was a baby, you yeah. know, <laughs> like, yeah. and I also went and drew her studio four years ago, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean that, that was definitely always a part of my process. I mean not, or my, you know, my, my mode of thinking when I was very young. Right. And also I spent a lot of, I was like a museum sitter, like, I would go to museums and, and sit in front of paintings for a long time, even when I was a teenager, because mm-hmm. I wanted to figure them out. It seemed like there was, it wasn't just about seeing something, it was about like figuring it out. Yeah. And a big part of my work is about figuring out an, another artwork. Right. So through drawing and it's in grayscale, I have to break down the painting, mm-hmm. um, sort of from its beginning. Like you, I kind of look at, what it's made on and first put that down like you would in a way making a painting or sculpture and then fill it in and oftentimes I think about like what came first what do I put down first with my pencil um you must love preparatory drawings like people like Picasso my favorite I think my favorite painting of all time is Guernica yeah and there's just so many so many drawings drawings yeah and all the different ways that you see the lead up to that final piece which yeah. sometimes are more interesting or this, the backstory. Totally. Is really the, interesting. Right. I love, yeah. I mean, drawing is, I, I think, it, you know, obviously it's my thing. And mm-hmm. I think it's as powerful as anything else. And sometimes the drawings get lost in the mix. But yeah. 
I'm not, you know, I can bring it, not that I have to bring it back, but I stand firmly behind drawing as a mode of art making. Right. Well, there's a lot of people. Yeah, are, totally. Know. Yeah, I'm, I'm not the only one. But no, yeah. but I mean, yeah. it's nice that, you yeah. know, it's, yeah. it's a fight that's being fought. You know, I always feel sometimes with printmaking, when people are printmakers and that's all they do, that yeah. they have a really, that's one of their battles. You know, Totally, it's, it's yeah. Like, this is not a supplementary form exactly. of image making, which it can be. Right. It can be a painter you know. makes a print, but yeah. I mean, it's not all hierarchical, you know. Totally. It's like in my own, like, I feel like feeding everything feeds mm-hmm. the other mediums. You know, it's kind yeah. of like when you do drawings, that feeds the paintings. When you do paintings, it can feed the photos you're making. Right. All the music you're listening to can feed the paintings. Yeah. It's all cyclical, you know. Yeah, and, definitely. And um, and sometimes you just end up focusing or just really digging into one way of making, you know. Yeah, yeah. And um, I think it's always... I would imagine that if you're working serially like this, you know, like working on a similar scale over right. a course of a long time, you really kind of understand that scale. There's something that you can kind of um, just get comfortable with certain parts of the yeah. image making and then really dig into the, the subtle differences between each image and what you're choosing and all that. Exactly. And, in, and when I do the visits, I have to, you know, I come into somebody's studio and I talk to them for maybe like, sometimes like an hour, but sometimes just 20 minutes Mm -hmm. because they're there to work as well. Right. And so I very quickly have to figure out like where I'm going to put my chair and what I'm going to draw. And I want always like, like a lot of information in the drawings. So I want their like space and maybe some of the tools they use. Um, and I want it to be clear that it's like a space, you know, that it's a space, but I don't want to like spend a lot of time with that. I want to get to it. So I think that, yeah, I mean, over time, I've gotten pretty good at just jumping in. Mm-hmm. Um, because, I, you know, even I want to get as much information in before the day is over. Right. I mostly finish the drawing occasionally. Like, I'll put in the floor at home or um, a window. If there's a lot going on outside the window. But, yeah, it's like, like I really do. And the studio drawings are always 8.5 by 11. Mm-hmm. So, like, I know the feel of that exact size and what it can do within... A space so that consistency yeah. and how I can like contain as much information <laughs> as I can so that people understand either that their space is very large or very small mm-hmm. compared to their paintings or whether or not it's in their home or yeah um, it's really exciting too when you can make a big space feel big in a yeah. small image yeah you know no, I know I, I yeah that always ex- that makes me feel good yeah I'm like oh you can totally tell where this is you know yeah yeah. And the converse, like the flip side, like someone like Toba Kadori who can make a gigantic thing feel yeah. intimate or small in yeah, a way. Yeah, yeah. It's really interesting. Yeah. It's about, like, when, you, when you're working with drawing, you empty out, you're kind of like distilling things, you mm-hmm. know, down, which is kind of, it's interesting to see it too over time over a bunch of images, not just, you know, yeah. a bunch of paintings or a bunch of sculptures and then here's a couple of drawings. You know, but to see this process over. Right, over. just just drawing. Yeah. So when you went to, I imagine you went to undergraduate school. I did. did in did Ohio. In Ohio. Mm-hmm. Athens, Ohio, Ohio University. So what, how did you get to that point? Were you taking art in high school? I or? was. I went to one of those art magnet programs. Mm-hmm. And that was, I mean, it was fantastic. We did four hours a day, either at the beginning of the day or the end, all studio time. We did so much drawing, 
And I actually think back on that time a fair bit because a big part of my project is spending time with somebody else while they're making. Mm -hmm. So we're having conversations throughout the day. Yeah. And we're making alongside of each other, very much like my high school studio time. Right. You know, we're all like crammed in a room with a big desk and something on the desk, whoever, you know, somebody's working on ceramics, somebody's drawing, someone's painting. And I don't know, I think it's nice to have conversation while you're making. Mm-hmm. And somehow years later, I tied that like right back into my work. Yeah. That kind of like, I'm very social. So it was like, how can I, I need, I want to engage while I'm doing this. Yeah. And I'm super addicted to it. Like it's, sometimes I even like go to my husband's studio to work mm-hmm. <laughs> instead of just working by yeah, myself, yeah. you know, like. I well, like you the found the, you yeah. found the method that supports that. Because exactly. I mean, there's so many artists who want absolute like silence or yeah. you know just to be alone they right. get so distracted yeah so easily and i can actually engage with people and talk while i'm working it doesn't yeah. bother me and some people you know they just don't want any interruption at all yeah they really can't fathom yeah, yeah. and then there's some people that you feel like they want the social side of things but it's just hard because you're in your studio you know yeah and if you leave your studio then you're not making the work yeah it's generally a solitary process, you know, totally. unless you're sharing a space with a bunch of people. It's usually just you and a few white walls. Exactly. <laughs> and you're and yourself staring back at you from those walls. Yeah. So what were you making when you started going to undergrad? Um, going to undergrad, I think I was pretty obsessed with um, Paul Clay and Miro. Mm-hmm. So I was doing, I've, I think my work has always involved linear the linear, like I, I really always like a, a a strong line, was my, was my thing, early on. Yeah, and it still is. Eventually, with the the these the studio drawings started, a lot more, linear and ha- like form has come out of them in a way. Like mm-hmm. I'm really enjoying developing the form, but yeah, in in undergrad I was, just like line after line after line, and even making paintings of still lifes or like parts of the art studio in college Mm -hmm. with pencil but I was putting paint on them because it was painting class you know what I mean I'm like let me throw some white paint on here because I have to make this about painting yeah um and eventually towards the end of college I just dropped the paint oh no I was I was pouring like color color um uh like not varnish what is the word I'm thinking of like mixing it with like glazing, not glazing, but like polyurethane. Oh, okay. Like acrylic polyurethane. Yeah. I was mis- mixing oil paint with acrylic polyurethane, and pouring it over a huge drawing. Yeah. So it was like, here's the paint on top. Right. You know, like it's that's still a painting. The layer. Yeah, yeah, that's the layer, and it would do interesting things with. If I was using marker or, or pencil, it would like lift it up. Yeah. And mix it around. Saturates it a bit yeah. sometimes. Yeah. Um, and I, I guess, I've you know like it. It was a way of incorporating paint into drawing at the end. Yeah. But I always really just wanted that, like, long, skinny thing in my hand to, like, mark. I wanted to very, I wanted to mark a page and canvas really frustrated me, like, because it bounced. Mm-hmm. I wanted a hard surface. Yeah. And, um, and then, you know, I'm very, Cy Twombly is one of my favorite artists, also at a young age. And I just was like always thinking, always thinking about drawing, always wanting to mostly be drawing. Yeah. Um, 
Did you like those early, those Warhol drawings, the linear ones? Yeah, yeah, I do like those, yeah. I'm so seduced by line when it comes to, like, people who are just so facile with it, Mm -hmm. like Hirschfeld. Yeah. Or, you know, um, there's just so many, like, those Warhol drawings are so amazing. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, that, and that line work is just, there's something intuitive or or kind of raw about it that I think is, and it's really when it's elegant it can be so powerful yeah and, and it's it, it's like the i feel like it's more direct it's almost like a a voice it's very direct yeah. it's like comes from your hand you don't have to go somewhere else first and mix something and do something on yeah. a palette it just comes from your hand it's like it is it feels like as direct as you can get yeah and it's kind of tightrope because you can't hide behind anything no you Either can't you've yeah mastered that ability yeah. to be fluid and make that line work right or it's done right you know? either you have that linear confidence or yeah. yeah it's like matisse you know there's certain people who just had that fluid line work yeah I and know. i yeah i realized over time like my drawings certainly aren't realistic and they're and they're wonky in a way like they're not straight lines mm-hmm. And that, that comes from, like, not second-guessing my hand. Like, this is how it's come... This is how the information is coming out of me. Yeah. And I can't, like, go back. I, I very... I mean, I erase smudges because graphite mm-hmm. lo- loves to smudge. But, yeah. you know, like, I put down a line and that's how it is. Yeah, there's there's not a lot of plumb and level. Yeah. yeah which is funny because in these yeah. museum pieces, everything is level. Yeah, exactly. You yeah. Know, it's yeah. so stiff. Right. It's almost like... I, I feel like when I first saw these, it gives it kind of an organic movement. Like it adds yeah. life to those pieces. Yeah, or definitely. Or the reflection of those pieces. Totally. Museums are so stiff, mm-hmm. usually, and really rigid, and everything is seen in that kind of controlled temperature, quiet atmosphere. Yeah. Everything's plumb and level, wall text, whatever it is. You know, it's it's a very um, programmatic and stiff way of seeing it, but. These feel like they're they're kind of moving. Yeah, they they definitely like and, and sometimes like drawing um the three musicians, the Picasso yeah. at MoMA. MoMA. I think I was there for maybe six hours. I got there pretty early and thousands of people were walking in front of me. It's a very popular painting. Oh, yeah. And but there's a bench, so you know, like I knew I could like set up shop and stay there. So sometimes like I law I would look down and look back up and I'd lose a line. It's sort of a complicated space in that mm-hmm. painting. Um, and I would totally forget, you know, where I, where I was. I was constantly being interrupted. And also yeah. from people. I, I often wear headphones because even if I'm not listening to music, it keeps people from talking to it's me. It's the sign. Yeah. It's the less rude sign exactly. of like, don't bug me. Yeah, I'm don't working. bug me. Yeah. Which you could wear the shirt on the back. Just yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I'm concentrating. It's hard to draw this painting. Yeah. Do what museums do. Just bring a little tensa barrier totally. around you. And they're yeah. like, oh, okay, we're not supposed to talk to Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we have to leave her alone. That's all you need is yeah. little tape on the floor, grip tape on the floor around you. Yeah. Like, don't bother me while yeah. I'm working. And I don't need to like, yeah, I mean, I love, actually, I do like it when kids talk to me. I like the, I like them seeing that, like, you can do this if you want. You can kind of do it. You can sit and draw wherever you want to, you know, it's okay. Um, But occasionally I'll get like some old dude saying, well, this little, that line's not that straight. Like, come on, buddy. You (laughs) You could work on it. Yeah. 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 (laughs) That's just inevitable, right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Any public act of like. Yeah. Of demonstration that people feel like, oh, well, let me critique yeah, this. Yeah, they get to participate. Yeah. yeah. I know nothing about the process of making artwork, yeah, but I'll yeah, chime in. Yeah. yeah, but I have a thing to say. <laughs> yeah. 
So um, when you're doing things like the Picasso mm-hmm. specifically, do you feel like when you complete a piece like that, you've, well, you said you have like a, a thirst for learning. I mean, yeah. do you feel like you're no, learning you, about composition more after doing it? A hundred percent. And that's like a big part of, you know, I think there's always a reason we come back to our work. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not just, we're getting something from it. Yeah. In making it one way or another and mine is definitely like understanding something like I want to understand things and and this is the way that I can by recreating it on a you know in black and white um yeah I mean I don't know if I ever quite made sense of the dog in that painting Mm -hmm. but like when I was drawing it and I was like that's the tail I mean I just Uh, felt like I like won a prize you know like I'm making sense of this very confusing cubist painting you know and also it feels as intimate as drawing a peer studio. Mm-hmm. You know, here, I mean, that Picasso is not far away from me. So it's like as, in my fandom of art making in general, this is like as close as I can get. You know, it's right. like seeing the rock star behind the stage. Like yeah. here I am one-on-one. Sure, thousands of people are walking by, but it's so intimate and intense that it's like, you know, we, what you get from making art. Like, this is my, this is what I get from it. Yeah. This is my, like, height of excitement. Yeah. Well, I think that's everyone is negotiating the world. Yeah, The visual yeah. world with their work. Yeah. It's just, in your instance, you're negotiating someone else's negotiation. Totally. Which and is, I, yeah. It's interesting. It's like a, you're decoding their decoding of the world, but in Picasso, specifically in, like, the Cubist sense, you're decoding his decoding of whatever image he's looking at. Exactly, into some sort yeah. Of broken up space. Yeah. I imagine it's like doing a, you know, it'd be like doing a cover of a bebop song, you know, and just tweaking yeah. it. Or, or if you actually learn it note for note, if you learn a Charlie Parker song note for note, you kind of have a greater understanding of how he's breaking down that melody. And how it's made. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it becomes more real to me than it would just seeing it in a museum. Yeah. And I think I, I spent a summer in England. Um, my family has a lot of friends there, and they lived there for a while. When I was 16, I was like, I need to go to London, and I need to go to museums. Yeah. Um, and I spent a lot of time at the Tate in front of um, Rothko's, mm-hmm. and it was, like, it was sort of life-changing because they're so subtle and confusing for a teenager like what how how does this operate in the world yeah but they they really spoke to me like i think about that time a lot Mm -hmm. returning to that room i think there were maybe like four or five hanging and needing to like get something from them feeling something from them and Mm -hmm. being like totally innocent sober kid you know (laughs) like just really getting off on seeing these rothkos yeah that i think my work like i've finally come back to that right and because we live in a city with like thousands of artists, mm-hmm. it's an endless, po- there are endless possibilities. I could visit a Picasso and I could visit, you know, a studio up the street from me. Right. It's kind of, it's like, I don't know. I it get so happens. nerdy about it, but I'm like, oh my God, there's like so much information, yeah. you know, like it's endless. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, that time lapse thing too is, it's like a metaphor for life because, I mean, I remember early on being really into Pollock. Yeah. I had no idea why. I just saw them and I was like, that's crazy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's punk. Right, right. Yeah. It feels like a release to see it. Yeah. Yeah. And you get older and you appreciate it in a completely different way because you understand it through, you know, 
15 years of making paintings and 15 years of thinking yeah. about art and art history and understanding what's come after it and right. what the you know what he was doing on a different level and it's kind of like that's the way we experience life you know right. as you get older you just you take all those shared experiences whether it's life experience or visual experiences yeah. and then you bounce everything currently off of that like yeah. i used to hate picasso yeah, yeah. I don't know why. I just I, you know. I, I, I feel you. It was sort of like too un, too obvious or something. Yeah, it's like yeah, it was like had to be rebellious. Yeah, it's kind of like when American Idol first came out, right? And my wife was watching it, and I would kind of like be like, "Well, I'm not watching." You right, know, right. Kind of like, <laughs> totally. This is bullshit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, after I got a couple years later, I got older. I don't know. I was just like, "Oh, this is actually really." interesting to see these people off the street you know trying yeah, yeah. To, who are amazingly talented or yeah. you know i kind of dropped the the punk like you know, this is crap. yeah and then just sort of saw the beauty in it you know just like in picasso i, I got to a certain point i was like man this guy oh, just yeah, totally like kept reinventing and reinventing and yeah and he was so into it yeah i mean you know can you imagine just living like we we can't these days no i don't right. think I really don't think it's possible anymore to live art the way he must have with all the... I know, the, I think about that all the time. All the crap we have keeping right. us busy. Right, That, I mean, that was a zone. You know, just yeah. in like Michelangelo, like no one could have painted that ceiling, you know, to have right. that time. To live that, like completely in that visual world that you've invented. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it just seems so amazing. Yep. Yeah, and we don't now no, we're living in so the world that other people have created. Exactly. For us, yeah. Which is cool. Yeah. But it's But I'm still I'm always like impressed by how everybody how serious everyone's studio practices that I visit, you know, yeah. like they get in there and they put in that weird nebulous time and they're frustrated and they're making these things that could operate in the real world but could not, mm-hmm. like this trust they have with themselves and I mean, it's unbelievable what visual artists do. Like, I don't That's even know how, like, how we even pull this off, you know? Like, like yeah. it's amazing. It's and there's so much of it. There's so much good stuff out there. I just, like, can't even. Yeah. Well, it's ridiculous, but it's um, it's that's why we're higher beings. It's because yeah. we're really yeah. getting closer to the real ridiculousness of life. Yeah. You know, like how do we... We're trying yeah. to understand this thing we can't understand. Yeah. And we're allowing, like, what... As our world changes, we're allowing something real to exist and completely dedicating ourselves to it. Like right. this is a thing. It exists in the world. It's not a picture of it. It's not an idea of it. It's not going to float away on the Snapchat or whatever. It's yeah. like here, here it is. And I want yeah. it to be around as long as this Picasso. You know what I mean? Right. It's amazing. It's such a, and, and it's funny because I always, obviously I'm interested in music and art. And yeah. Art is like the kind of, I don't know, it's the shell around whatever that essence is, where yeah. I feel like music is just the resonating essence yeah, yeah. of it. It's just a very direct, like it's not existing in a picture. It doesn't happen after the fact necessarily. It's just notes and sounds yeah. and you, they, they vibrate your eardrum and then you have a reaction to it. And you experience really it. It's ama- that, amazing. I know music is really, I think art's equal. I mean, they're both art forms, but they like, yeah. It's just so direct. Yeah, it's so It's direct. unencumbered by a lot of external yeah. references i mean it has its own references but you know yeah. it's it's really about like this one-on-one connection that people like the sound waves hit yeah you know which is really cool and it's also like i think everybody has a different experience with each 
artwork. They have that personal experience with each song. Yeah. They come back to it for different reasons or, you know, like have different um, moments with it. Yeah, the memories Return of it. Return to it, the memories of it. Yeah, I mean, it's amazing. I love that about music. Like, I love that there's something I can do to calm me down or make mm-hmm. me feel a certain way immediately. That's not like coffee, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm like, wait, I need this right now. This will do the trick. This will get me in the right place. Yeah. Well, when you're doing pencil in the studio and you go to their studios yeah. and then you chat for a while, yeah. and you're like, all right, I'm going to go over here and work. Yeah. I set up my chair. Does the music ever come on? Yeah. I mean, okay. actually, that's one of my favorite things because I'm wholly experiencing their day. Yeah. And a big part of every artist's studio practice is music. And it's very, you know, everyone is very, at first you sort of settle in. And if I don't know an artist, we have to like sort of get used to each other. But mm-hmm. it happens pretty quickly. And then they always ask like, um, do you have any music preferences? Like they want to make sure they're not putting on something that like completely offends me. <laughs> and and, I, and I'm always like, whatever you want to listen to. Like yeah. this is me experiencing your time. <clears throat> so it's, yeah, I mean, it's been, that part has been really interesting. And there have been a couple I've done now, um, over I've done 82 visits wow so it's like that's a lot of days in somebody else's space and each you know each one was a different person yeah um so you can imagine the range of musical interests and And podcasts and you know oh yeah yeah sometimes um let me drink a little water books on tape yeah and I'm kind of like jumping in the middle of a book I think when I was visiting Michael Berry Hill, he was listening to Tina Fey's book. Uh-huh. And I was like, yeah, let's pick up wherever. I might have already read pants. it, but I was like, let's do it. Yeah, yeah. Bossy, I'm like, it was so great. We're like laughing half the time. Yeah. Um, and occasionally people won't have music on. And I realized how difficult that is for me yeah. to make without listening. And even like in a museum, I'm hearing people. Like there's yeah. some sound. But the soundless studios like blow my mind. Those people are weird and you should go right out the door. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, I think one of them like I did, I did not that I cut it short, but I remember like needing to leave because of the silence. Yeah. Doesn't didn't someone once say never trust someone who doesn't like music? Yeah. yeah. Like I always feel. Yeah, it's true. Like yeah. That. Like who doesn't? And I, there's yeah. people very close to me who don't listen to music that I know. Yeah. I just don't get it. No, it's very confusing to me too. Like I need it to operate in... Like, if I'm cooking, like, what's, what am I listening to? If I'm, you know. Yeah. But I think some people grow up, so all the decisions are made for you yeah. before you're a certain age. You know? Yeah. You're, unfortunately, you're subject. That's why we all have our parents in us a bit. Right, right. Because, like, you know, you're a product yeah. of those early years, whether you like it or not. Yeah. And I think some people just don't listen to music. But it kind of, but I don't even know how that, like, didn't, like, who, I mean, I guess not everybody has an older brother, but, like, how would I... I mean, his, the wall between us, like I was listening to his music before I was even listening oh, to yeah. music, you know, yeah. <laughs> like, and, yeah. and my parents too, that had, rec- you know, listening to their records and yeah, I don't, I can't relate. Me neither. But I guess and I happens. think like this particular one, some of the instances of like the studio visits, like they didn't know they ha- could have music or, you know, like everybody's like, how is this, how, how do I have you in here doing something while I'm doing something? Like, what yeah. should I be doing? Or like. Should I not put sound on? Should right. it, you know, do you need to concentrate? It's like such, there's such a range of experience yeah, since okay. I've had. Or once, like sometimes people will talk. I mean, oftentimes people talk, which yeah. I love because I can hear it. I always say at the beginning, I love listening to you talk. I, I won't make as much eye contact as I normally would because I'm looking at your work and my piece of paper. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. I'm like, but I'm listening, like yeah. keep going. 
and people open up so much, which I really appreciate. Like, I love having their stories and um, helping them if I can't. Not helping them, but listening to them. Yeah. We need, you know, it's a solitary place, and here's somebody coming in and just, like, listen to you while you're making Everyone wants to painting. be listened yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. I think. It's such a great part of the, of the studio visits for me. Yeah, and it's a rarity for artists because you're sharing what you're expressing expressing is shared in a visual format not yeah, an audio yeah. format so yeah you know that's a unique opportunity for them to kind of let loose to another artist yeah you know, not just to family or you know whoever it is yeah and but the other thing real quick I was thinking is there are some people I imagine that um they don't maybe they just need to concentrate so fully on what they do mm-hmm. that music takes them to another place so I, I think guess that, that does happen understand. yeah that they need the silence, like, to bounce their thoughts off yeah. of or something. Sure, that exists. But for the most part, there's always something that we're listening to. Yeah. Um, Any surprises? Yeah. Any surprises music-wise? I don't like, think... Like yeah. Peter Halley dis- listens to death metal? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. Uh, yeah, no, none of that, actually. I think there's always, like, it's always a little bit mild. Like, it's always, like, no, it would never, like, be, like, so extreme. Like, maybe that's why they prep it, like... Does anything okay? Yeah, yeah. You know, like, is there really anything that we can listen to? Backstreet Boys? Are you yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, put it on, just over cool? and over and over again, yeah. <laughs> Test the waters. Yeah. And a lot of times, like, you know, the, the visits go into the evening, and yeah. the paintbrushes come down, and the pencil comes down, and, like, we have a beer, and then we're just listening to music and talking. Right. Um, it, beca- it can be very social, yeah. and I love that, too. Like, each time... I have a visit. I feel like I've made a new connection. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So it's kind of, it's like really this beautiful thing that I can't even explain. You know How what I mean? How often do you do it? It depends. This comes up when it comes up. Yeah. I mean, like I plan the visits in a little bit in advance. Sometimes I don't. And I always have like a long list of people in my mind that yeah. I can't wait to visit. And I figure, you know, like I've got time as long as they're not leaving the city. Right. Which more and more people are. Yeah. Doing. Yeah. <laughs> you got to catch them on the way out these yeah, days. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I know. Well, well, one artist I didn't visit and I had to catch up with in LA. I'm like, all right, well, yeah. I'll visit you out there or in Joshua Tree, another artist too. So sometimes when I travel, I visit artists. Yeah. Um, but I was going to say another exciting thing is when they're working on a show, like they're, cu- they're coming to the end of a body of work mm-hmm. and maybe tweaking things just at the end. Yeah. The other day I visited uh, Jenny Casey studio mm-hmm. and she has a show coming up and she was finishing one i think there's like one or two paintings left and the studio was jam-packed Packed, yeah and i drew it and when i was leaving she looked at it and she was like oh that's how that painting works and it was like this moment of collaboration mm-hmm. because i had to figure out how to draw it even though i could tell it wasn't finished oh, because yeah. of there was like something that she usually does that she hadn't done yet mm-hmm. and you know she was actually painting on it while i was there right and then it was she was like oh now i see what it's supposed to do it was this, I, when those things happen, I just get goosebumps. I'm yeah. like, whoa, like, You're it's so real, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or when I see, like, a huge area of a painting turn color while I'm there. Uh-huh. Some, you know, and oftentimes people are like, what do you think, red, blue? Like, right, you know, like right. yeah, it's amazing. It's like, I feel so lucky, you know, yeah. to be a part of that. And then you say, wait. You're asking me about color? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I'm like, color? Yeah. I'm working in <laughs> black that? and white right yeah, now. Yeah. Don't get me involved in that. Yeah. Or they, you know how like oftentimes like t- a color will be the same value, mm-hmm. um, but two different colors and I have to differentiate that in my yeah. pencil drawing. So I just have to like arbitrarily, not quite arbitrarily, like which, which 
space in this painting is more important, which one should I make darker or lighter? Otherwise, yeah. you can't tell there's two different forms. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that stuff I get so excited about. Yeah. yeah. Well, do you ever get that the urge? Or are you just... To color? So, yeah. Use color? Oh, totally. I mean, I feel like it's there. In some ways, I see it anyway, even with pencil, mm -hmm. because I know what I'm drawing. And also, I mean, I don't know. I'm so nerdy about pencils that I think they're, they're, it is a color. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. it is in a way. You know, yeah, but, totally. Yeah. But when you go see a friend who's painting with oh fluorescent my God. yellow, yeah, I get and you're so like, oh. I get the yearning big time. Yeah, yeah I just want to like, yeah, because I'm I'm, I love color. I'm not mm -hmm. like a, somebody who's not into it. Yeah. I'm very much into it. So I think it, you know, I'm kind of like, it's going to come, it'll come into my work at some point, but... Mm -hmm. It's a long haul, so we'll see when. Yeah. That's a that Picasso black and white show knocked me out. Yeah, yeah, really yeah. One of my favorite shows. Yeah. There was just something about. Well, I guess that's it. It, it, when you take the color out, you're seeing, it feels more raw. Like you're just yeah. seeing, the start or the it's boiled down essence mm -hmm. or something. How things are put together. Yeah. Like it's as basic as that. Right. Yeah. But how many grays and tones and textures were in that show? Yeah. Know? And that all becomes, that's such a big part of it anyway. Yeah. But sometimes can get lost with, like, contrast. Right. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, it's they say black, white, gray. Yeah. But that range is, like, crazy yeah. complicated. Yeah. There's so many different warms, cools that are yeah. going on in there. So there's color. It's there's color. Do you do that with pencil where you have warmer pencils and cooler pencils? No, it's just always, uh, they're always very soft pencils. But, yeah, I just go... Um, I start at 2B and I go up to 6B. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of, you know, like, it kind of comes out like butter. It's really smooth yeah. way of applying the graphite. But never markers, never charcoal. Well, it was, it was markers even in grad school. It was mm -hmm. very much markers. And, yeah, something about charcoal always, you know what, I'm not, you know those people who don't like the feel of chalk? Yeah. I kind of have this, I think charcoal does that chalk thing. Yeah. I don't like the sound. And the sound of pencil is like, you know, mm -hmm. I, I can't get enough. It's like ice skating. Yeah, it's just like, whoosh, like this yeah. white noise. Oh, yeah, it's like my favorite. That, um, the Picasso right now, the where I'm sitting, it's reflecting certain parts of the painting, which is really interesting because I can't yeah. see any of it except for the, the opalescent graphite that's reflecting light right now. Yeah, yeah, the graphite really can reflect big time. Yeah. And yeah, that's a harder graphite, right? That that reflects it like that, or is it? No, soft? it's soft. It's I think the, the darkest in that is probably like a five B. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and these are on a clay treated surface, so uh -huh. it's even like more smooth coming out of the pencil. Yeah. Are they? Do you prepare them that way, or it's just they're? I buy they're, them that way. They're bought that yeah. way. Yeah. I know when I'm I've started working small fairly recently, yeah. and. Um, I would stretch little canvases, but I didn't, I love the give of canvas mm -hmm. and a lot of my stuff is kind of not hard edged, but you know, it's, it's not super loose, or, but I, I kind of like the tooth of the canvas. Yeah. But then when I was working small, I didn't like, it bugged me. That, well, cause like, it's the scale, right? Like yeah. it doesn't make sense. Yeah. yeah. So I started just stretching over panels and it just felt so yeah. good that way. It's yeah, fun. I just thought that was interesting. Like, if you have a huge canvas, then the tooth of the canvas is no problem. It gets lost. Yeah. But in smaller, it's such a major part. Like, each little bump is a much bigger. It really is. Yeah. 
So are you going out to see shows all the time? Or are you yeah, doing some more studio totally. stuff? I mean, you seem I do, like the kind I of person the that shows, takes it all in. Yeah, I see the shows and the openings and the studios. And also, like, having... I feel like it's kind of a collection of studio drawings and experiences. Mm-hmm. I'm also, like... I want to go to every opening of every artist I've visited. And yeah. I just want to see them. Like, I want to give yeah, them yeah. a hug and be like, wow, great show. Or like, you know, I had this intimate moment with their work and then I right. become an instant fan, you know? Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I'm definitely out there seeing it all. What about um, travel, travel? Do you make drawings like, do you go to Europe? And have you thought of... Yeah, I mean, actually, some of these are from um, the Guggenheim Museum in Venice. Mm-hmm. A couple of them. So yeah, definitely traveling and going to museums too. Yeah. And uh, seeing as much art. I mean, my traveling is usually about art seeing. Right. Although I really like to hike. So it's either like climb a mountain, which feels the closest to to art making, mm-hmm. and also kind of blows art out of the water a little right. bit, you know, yeah. <laughs> which I enjoy. I'm like, oh, and then there's this. This right. is the ultimate, you know. Yeah. Being on top of a mountain or. Trees, it's, kind it's of, real. you know, trees are real, yeah. yeah. Um, and the smell is a part of it, you know. Maybe mm-hmm. smells better than oil paint, really. Yeah. Um, yeah, so my travel is very much about seeing, 100%. And I want to do more traveling in Europe and visit studios. I mean, I really think, I mean, at this point, I have, an, I have a following, and I, I know that even, you know, in all places in the world, people are able to see these studio yeah. drawings. I'd like to take it. On tour. Yeah. I just haven't figured out how to do that exactly. But there's such a network. I feel like if I, once I figure out where to go, it's not that I won't be able to find the artists yeah. to visit. I just need a booking agent. Exactly. Yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, because that jogged my memory, because your description of that yeah. was our conundrum of going on tour. Oh, yeah. It's like, well, we know people in cities. Right. Right. Now we just got to figure out the venues. Yeah. And then, okay, we're going to hit here first. The logistics. First yeah. yeah, mapping it all out. And, you know. Yeah. And then it's also not just about, like, your schedule when you're touring. It's about their schedule. Like, yeah. do they have the space for you? Do you have the time? Is their studio full? Or is there a venue you can play your music? You know, like, yeah, that part gets complicated. Advanced preparation. Yeah, totally. You gotta have, like, a good amount of time and a good, like, Europe in a month. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I know, I know. I need really like a month or more. But the museums, I imagine how much work you oh, could so much. squeeze in. And even like recently I drew that Asker Yorn show. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'm just like, oh, I, I got to draw those right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like whatever, I just, I have a backpack that fits it all. And I showed up at the gallery and I was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to draw. And they're like, oh, okay. Yeah, don't get but then I was close. there for like several hours. <laughs> they kept looking over like, oh, that woman is still there. She's still yeah, like, what is she doing? <laughs> but I've got, like, I have this sort of shell. Like, I'm like, whatever. So they kick me out or, like, so somebody says you can't. But for the most part, like, guards and gallerists are like, oh. You never drop the name. Like, you never give well, them the business Yeah, card. I guess I do sometimes, yeah. In galleries, I don't as much because I feel, um, like, I'm not there to, like, I'm, like, there for myself in yeah. a way. You know what I mean? You don't want to be, like. Yeah, I'm like, oh, I'm doing like, this. So you're promoting yeah, the show. Yeah. exactly. But in museums... Guards are very curious, so I tell them what's up. Yeah. And, you know, we get into funny conversations. Yeah, I like talking yeah. to guards. Me too. It's funny about galleries. Let's, you know, complain about them for a second. Yeah. They only, I feel like most of the time, they only want to interact like, are you buying something? Yeah. Or you press? Yeah. Or just get out of it. Like, I right. Don't, they could probably soften up on that. I bit. think so. And also, 
you know, with the show like the Oscar Yorn show, don't you want people to see it? Like the point is that you're putting these paintings together for us to experience. I think a lot of galleries, the point is to sell the work. I know, I guess so. Or unless are you important enough? Unless it's an artist-run gallery and they're like, look at it, look, yeah, look what no, our community is doing. Yeah. No, I'm talking about like the big, like the, the blue, blue chip, chip galleries. Yeah, yeah sure. Galleries. Yeah. But even some of the Lower East Side, smaller spaces yeah. sometimes, they're just like, eh. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've gotten some major attitude yeah. through the years. Which they like, don't... what are you doing? I'm like, look, I'm making art about the... I just want to make some art. That's what this is all about, right? You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> no. Yeah, the, yeah. In the elitist kind of... That thing is yeah. kind of 80s vibe. It's so true. It's time to... Because so, yeah. galleries are like slow a lot of times. Like, remember when websites first started and they were all just like, no, we don't need just fought it forever. Right, right. And then, like, social media fought it forever. And then, like, you see a big gallery get an Instagram account a year Oh, yeah, ago, they just like, have that hashtag right up front. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they, like, they just figured out, like, oh, mate, maybe we should right. share. Yeah. Because the whole idea of your business is to share <laughs> yeah. art with the general public. Exactly. It's you visual. come off the street. If they like it, they buy it. But right. you're sharing. Right. And the artists want to sell the work. But guess what? They also want everyone and their mom and their kid to and their see. uncle to see that show. Because right. they didn't spend a year in a white box right. to just have it sell to go sit in someone's apartment. Exactly. And then no one else gets to yeah. see it. I know. That's such a major part of being... An artist that I think people forget. Like you need you need people to see it. I yeah. want people to see what I'm doing. I want them to Yeah. Well it's been complicated it's like too with yeah. social media because yeah. everyone sees everything now. Sometimes I think they skip a show because they saw it on social yeah. media, which is tough. Yeah, like I can I can see an art fair yeah. on Instagram before I go. Right. Not <laughs> go like, to it. Mm, no, yeah. Are you to going go. to freeze? No, I saw it on Instagram. Right, the right. Other day, during the during the preview or whatever. Right, right. I saw all yeah. five thousand pieces and, and five thousand people walking around that I don't want to bump yeah. into. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's either all or nothing. Like right. there's there's gotta be a healthy balance, I think. Yeah. Maybe teasing people a little bit with some images, but then also Right. You know. And I think the good thing about the art community is like we do kind of definitely support each other so that's one thing yeah like i will go see i'll go support a fellow artist before i'll i don't know you know what i mean like yeah, it's a good draw to seeing the show yeah picked yeah. up too yeah. i think since i think that's maybe, why i went to freeze probably i was like oh, i have you know i know i want to support my friends that have work yeah, yeah definitely yeah I, I think that's i feel yeah or maybe too Otherwise, since i started I the podcast mm-hmm. i've been around more you know i've yeah. been in studios more and you know it feels nice to kind of have that support system yeah. you know and to be you know because at the end of the day I don't know that anyone really has our back as much as we do you know what yeah. I mean as fellow artists so. we're the only yeah we're the only ones that can help each other in a way you know yeah that's why I never understand the you know shitting on other artists oh me and, neither and it blows my mind I'm like we're all we're all in the same boat yeah and there are highs and lows right so like what is the point yeah there's other yeah there's other fish to fry as far as like yeah exactly you know, stuff is concerned. yeah let's go at somebody else yeah, yeah. I feel yeah. like musicians it's like that too they they're so support and, and then they tour with each other and yeah. you know there's kind of that camaraderie of you know none of us are getting paid for anything we do right. we're going out on the road we're making all the stuff everyone consumes yeah. it and wants it for free so yeah, they really you, have to support each other and try to you know yeah help each other and they understand the pursuit like I can't not make so yeah. let's help each other out exactly it's not it's sort of once it's in you it's in you yeah definitely yeah so what are you working on now are you just um yeah well with the with the pencil in the studio i also write uh, about my visit 
so yeah, I just did a visit last week, and I'm writing about um, the visit and the work, yeah. which I love because I, you know, spending several hours looking at a painting brings to mind a lot of thoughts, mm-hmm. and so it's nice to put those thoughts down, and that's part of the project. Um, so yeah, it, and it's also nice to go back and forth. So I'm always drawing, but I'm also like taking a day, to, a studio day to write, mm-hmm. which is becoming more and more important to me yeah and I you know it's a I think it can be very difficult in the same way as art making is Mm -hmm. and as satisfying yeah when you put words together in the way you would put together a composition visually and you get it right you're like that sentence is explaining what I need it to explain much like you know this line is doing what I need it to do yeah um and it's nice to have like you have music as another way mode of making mm-hmm. it's nice to have uh developed writing yeah and feeling more confident and enjoying it and wanting to do it more and more yeah i found i think early on when i was young as yeah. an artist i i just felt like writing is for why well, write if yeah i wanted to write yeah. i would write and i make pictures but now i've as you get older you start to really appreciate yeah. Words and the different texture they right. give you. As and far how as you can convey something that yeah, way. Definitely. And that there are rules, like the same way there are rules in art making when you're beginning, there are in writing, but you can break those too. Yeah. I love to read. So, you know, I'm always like kind of take, sometimes I'll take apart a favorite author in the way I would take apart a painting. Like, mm-hmm. oh, she's using sentences that way. Yeah. That's totally okay to do. You know, yeah. that explains what she needs to explain. And it's not, you know, it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you, do you get a lot of feedback on the blog? I do, yeah. I do. And yeah, I mean, I, I have people reaching out to me and from, from all over the country Yeah. to say, thank you for doing this, or I particularly enjoyed this piece, or, mm-hmm. um, you know, I live here, and how else would I know what's happening there? Because there are also photographs of the studios, yeah. along with the drawing. Uh, Which... And also, Most people yeah. love this. I mean, yeah, I know. it's so cool to see people. Yeah, studios. exactly. And it, that it's that it's not just a fantasy. Artists work in studios, and here they are. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I love that part. I've been in other states, and and I mean, Facebook operates in a funny way. People, I think they can figure out what I look like. Mm-hmm. And I've had strangers approach me, which oh, I yeah. really enjoy. And also, young artists approach me often. Yeah. Because um, it's a way for them to figure out what's happening or what shows to see or what studios look like in real life. Yeah. Yeah. So I get approached. I like that a lot. Yeah. I mean, I like meeting new people. So I was like, Oh, hi. Yeah. I am pencil in the studio. Thanks for talking to me. Yeah. Yeah. And you get visitors to your studio. Like you have one right now, just on the window ledge. Oh, is it a birdie? Oh yeah. I love the pigeons. (laughs) Yeah. We're so high up. It's like, you know, they come check they in. They come check in. Yeah, I love those guys. Yeah, the carrier pigeons are beautiful when they come around. It's yeah. nice when you're working. And when I had my studio over on the other street around the corner, uh-huh. uh, we had on our fire escape a squirrel. Oh. And we would feed it. Oh, really? We, it started out as bird seed, but then yeah. the squirrel would always, he'd run down, you'd hear him run down the fire oh, escape nice. ladder and he'd just sit there and eat. Yeah. And we'd open up the window and just, he would just chill out there and watch. Nice. It's nice having a studio pet. Yeah. I mean, it's, and speaking of like, you wouldn't believe how many people have studio pets. Oh, or, yeah. Or are like really 
their animals are a big part of their life. Right, yeah. And when that is the case, I make an effort to do a second drawing of the pet. Because yeah. I like to draw. I like to draw animals, and I like that kind of connection we mm-hmm. have to our furry friends. Yeah. So that's always like... I take a, I take a couple pictures because those animals like to move around. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But I really enjoy like getting a photograph of somebody's dog in front of their painting. Yeah, every once in a while you'll get a pet that just hangs out in the studio in one yeah, spot, very yeah. calm. But yeah, yeah, a lot of times they're running around like crazy. Yeah. Do you know Matt Phillips Mirabelle? Was she there when you talked? She to was, him and she you wouldn't <gasps> oh, even know she was there. She's a heartbreaker. Yeah. Her little freckles, like she's just, I can't get enough of Mirabelle. And then as soon as we finished, she would like pop up and like come over and say hi. Yeah, Yeah. she's a sweetie. Well-behaved doggy. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so before we wrap it up, why don't you let me know the website, you know, like Mm -hmm. all the information where people can check out your stuff. Okay, yeah. And your blog. Um, Pencil in the Studio is just Mm pencilinthestudio.com. And I probably put it out maybe Mm -hmm. bi-monthly. and you can find it on Facebook and Instagram. But the Instagram is Maria Calandra. Mm-hmm. Maria under slash Calandra. And I also have a website with my museum drawings and my studio drawings, which is mariacalandra.com. Got it. Cool. All right. Thanks for Thank having you. me Thank you. Thanks so much. This is great. great. To talk to you. Thank you.